Hi, this is Lauren Engel of Sidewalk Talk. We do a lot of interviews with EDM artists, pop artists, rappers, and people in the industry, letting you know what they do behind the scenes. Also, make sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter through the handle Sidewalk Talk Show. Hope you guys enjoy. This interview is with Ryan Lara. We did this interview in Hong Kong, so that's why it's really noisy. The night before, she played at one of the big clubs here, Play, which I love as well. Her dad is a rock star named Richard Lara, and her mom is a well-known stylist and makeup artist who's toured with Chrissy Amphlett. She started from doing modeling contracts in China, Indonesia, and America, and has worked with Chanel and Topshop, and she's also been featured in Sherrick and Ammon's track, District 12. She's also a classical saxophonist who's reached AMEB level 4 in school, but quit to perform uh, more jazz and more DJing. So we just catch up and we just talk about life. Really fun one. She has such an awesome personality, super bubbly and positive. Yep. Hope you guys enjoy, guys. So you were born in Sydney, right? Or? Yeah. Born, born in, born in Sydney. Born again, Sydney. I've lost my throat. China. Too many cigarettes. <laughs> Shanghai, right? Yeah, yeah. It was yeah. your first time there? Actually, no, it was my second time in Shanghai. I used to live there on a modeling contract, so oh. coming back was different, um, yeah. but really worthwhile. I mean, I used to sit in a van like eight hours a day in Shanghai. Wow. Yeah, and like, I started DJing there as well, and I always had these like idea of music and DJing, mm-hmm. so to come back on a different basis. Yeah. It was, it was cool. It was actually really special for me. So, growing up in Sydney, what were you like into? What did you do like on the weekends, like after school, stuff like that? Um, uh, <laughs> I was always, I was always playing saxophone. Yeah. And I was uh, figure skating. Oh wow, you did saxophone for like 12 years, right? Yeah, I still play. Yeah. So I started when I was about 10. And then, um, skating, I mean, I worked a lot. It's just, I don't really know what I do when I grew up. I know what I've been doing the past couple of years. I've just been like practicing and making art, meeting people, yeah. traveling. I only got my passport two years ago. So you went to school for like saxophone or like how were you like classically trained? Yeah, so um, I actually went to school in Brisbane. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I started playing sax in primary school and then high school. Like between primary and high school, it was just a lot of AMEB theory, and mm-hmm. I learned how to write music scores, and it was all classical. I never actually did jazz, but now I do. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like jazz is something you can't really teach. It's it's a, it's improvisation. It's like the essence yeah. of, of uh, music like that. Uh, jazz and blues. Yeah. <laughs> it's a moment. It's a feeling moment. Yeah. 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 E-D-F-A There's a song that I wrote for you Yeah Ego in a perfect world It's just me and you Ay. But girl, let's just wait till this party through Yeah 
Cause I feel great, I don't know about two. I don't know about two, but I. Yeah. But you grew up with like a musical fan, like your dad was. Yeah, yeah. That's it, yeah. yeah. So, um. <laughs> I think we lost him. I think we lost him. <laughs> um. Yeah, so my dad was in an Australian rock band called the Screaming Jets, and I, he was probably the biggest influence to me with rock and roll music roots and the writing of songs, lyrical content. I learned so much from my father. Was he still in the band when you grew up? Or? Yeah, well, oh. a, a couple of years after. But I have like very faint memories of being like lifted up on a stage like Simba. Whoa. Yeah, like and I would see like all these people down and I'd be like, ah. Yeah. So what is does your mom do something creative also? My mom's a stylist and a makeup artist. Oh. She's just super quirky. Yeah. She's a she's queen quirky. <laughs> I'm actually I was thinking of this like little jam just yesterday, like queen quirky. She gets dirty. Um, yeah, my little brother. Oh. He's uh he's not musical. He's doing uh he's a chef. Oh nice. Yeah, yeah. That's sick. So you did like saxophone. Did you say you did what other than saxophone? What did you do? Um. Oh, I've just always been writing. I'm oh, a writer. Yeah. yeah. Like poetry in particular. I like to write like little raps and stuff here as well. Yeah. We got some raps. Oh, have you put anything out like raps? Um. No, 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 not yet. But like, I've been writing so much music, and I've got a massive backlog of stuff that yeah. I'm still working on, and I'm still kind of perfecting it. Oh my god, my <laughs> voice is cracking so badly. But yeah, no, I'm 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 writing an EP at the moment. I just oh, wow. released like an extended EP of a single. But now I've like fully moved on to this kind of new style of bass and um, rock and roll. A bit of pop, a bit of like hip hop yeah. beats. Wow, so you, yeah. do you have a band or like how did you find the people to make the music with? Um, I was lucky enough to just meet producers and I produce a little bit myself so working with uh, these other talents has only only progressed both both of us in the situation. I have um, two producers I work with in New York and uh, a couple in Sydney. Mm -hmm. And it's it's awesome. It's more about like when you're actually in a in a session with someone or a group of people, and like the synergy and just the creative juices are flowing. Um, I always find the less I plan with music writing, the better. Yeah. And even with DJing, you can't plan it. I mean, I have an idea of like some of the music I want to play, and I'll get like some really like, crazy bangers, and be like, oh yeah. <laughs> but half the time, I end up playing the complete opposite of what I plan to play. Oh, yeah. I guess it just comes back to like life. You can't. You can. You can plan and plan and try and plan, but yeah, it's like you know. You don't know what's gonna happen. Like a master storm could come over and bye. Yeah. <laughs> but enjoying the moments. It's just all the moments. What were your musical inspirations growing up? Oh, um, Marilyn Manson, mm -hmm. Madonna. I really, I, I really loved Eminem. Oh yeah. Yeah, and, the rap and side. yeah, yeah. Fuck you. Um, <laughs> rap side. <laughs> Jurassic Five. They're really cool. Uh, old school hip hop. Old school rock and roll. I mean, there's just so much stuff. It's, it's all artists have just come in such intervals in my life. Yeah. But right now, I'll tell you, I'm really vibing. There's so much feminine power right now. Mm -hmm. um, not only in the DJ scene, but 
in the artist scene. Uh, there's artist FKA Twigs. Oh, yeah. Right? Her dancing is so good, yeah. Uh, Have you seen her live? Oh, my God, no, not yet. <laughs> <laughs> not yet, but I'm getting there. Uh, she is brilliant. And there's another artist from Rotterdam. She's quite unknown right now. Oh, yeah? Her name's Sevdalisa. Oh, I'm obsessed with her. Oh, my God, that yes! Other, is it called That Other Girl? Yeah. I'm so obsessed with that song. Really? Yeah. Yeah, it's, she's, she's badass. <laughs> but her, her, her lyrical content in, in some of her other songs, like um, Amadine and Sensible, mm-hmm. oh, my God, it, it is so... It's so real, and it's yeah. so what... It's so different. Even like her aesthetic, like the cover art and like yeah, and I, exactly. And I think that that's what um, music right now, the, the role of the female, it's very oversexualized and it's very like image based. And you know that's it's all a part of the industry. But I think as a role model between Twigs and Sevdalisa, I mean they're just they're a whole different look, and they are really like promoting such deepness within their lyrics yeah and I just admire that it's really cool do you see yourself going in that direction oh like 100% like grinding yeah 100% I, I never I, I never really wanted to uh, it's kind of a hard it's kind of a hard thing I just want to do what I feel and what I like yeah you know and, and some days I'm going to like uh, crazy like nah, 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 nah. and then the next day I'm going to be like alright let's listen to like heavy metal and just rock out and write really deep lyrics yeah so I just think you, you can't like as soon as you like pinpoint your creativeness like mm-hmm. oh I'm this sort of an artist then it's like okay cool you, but you get pigeonholed That's so true. and it's the same in any art form yeah. so I'm just I'm just doing what I, I like yeah. <laughs> and what I feel, right? And it's, it's going to change, so we'll see what happens. How did you get into DJing? How long have you done it? Um, I was actually picking songs, like, always on the laptop and mm. making CDs always, like, uh, just for everyone. Not everyone, sorry. But, like, you know, <laughs> I've been DJing for three years on decks. and wow. Yeah. And I actually, so what age were you when you started? Um, I was 18. Wow, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I never thought, I just was playing rock and roll at Frankie's in Sydney, eating pizza. I was just like, oh yeah, this is going to be sick. Let's put on some audio slave. <laughs> and I didn't even mix. And then I started DJing at an 80s bar. And then like, it just became this like, really uh, bizarre thing. And then, I mean, I, I love trap and bangers and mm-hmm. hip hop. So I just started practicing mixing that and then all of a sudden um, so it's like all yourself Kong. teaching yourself how to like yeah look I had some um had some mentors along the way yeah but I feel like with your art with your creativity I'm really pro-education and pro-school but I also feel like when you can create your own style and create like your own way of doing things like you learn your own settings on the camera you, you learn like uh, I mean what effect you like going so you know it's like there's no really proper way to DJ at the end of the day I always just go with what, the, what, like, I go crowd and then what I want, and then it, it works because that makes me happy, it makes the crowd happy, and yeah. we all vibe out. And I've had some crazy situations, like, mm. <laughs> I've, 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 I've been, like, kicked off decks before because, oh, wow. yeah, yeah, because it's, I had, like, a bit of a crowd going one time and I had some people, like, you know, I like getting people really fucking amped, <laughs> so uh, that didn't work. But it did for me, it's just mm-hmm. not the club. Yeah. Um, and I, 
I've had like I've had like some dude like come in while I'm DJing into my booth, like trying to pick me up and kid Whoa. like literally run away with me. I've had a glass thrown at um, not at me, but in my vicinity, and like shattered and almost like stuck this massive thing in my eye, and, oh. and then I hit there was a glass, there was a shattered glass all over the decks, and I was like, I can't stop the music, it has to keep playing. So I like pressed play, but then a piece of glass in the play button, so my hand was like covered in oh blood. Oh my god! Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, it, it gets pretty, it gets pretty interesting. Is it difficult to like show like? As a female DJ, it's like hard to be like, I actually know music and like legit and have people just thinking like, oh, you're just like chosen because of like being female or like yeah. how you look and stuff. Um, oh, that's definitely, that is, <laughs> that's a really touchy subject. Um, I, I think the, I think the fact that we even label female DJ mm -hmm. is, says it all right there because <laughs> why should we segregate, yeah. you know, how female, male, and, and yeah, it is a male-dominated industry for sure, um, and, uh, you know, it, again, super touchy subject, yeah. super touchy subject, mm -hmm. um, but yeah, it has been challenging because I have had people yeah, be like, oh, like you're a DJ, like, and it's like, all the musical knowledge and like your songwriting, but it's like hard to show people and you like know all these underground artists, so you're like, yeah, just super talented, so. Thank you, thank you, thank you, it's just, it's just quality, it's just like if you strive in your create a field for quality and like the best of what it is you know it, it just it'll unfold naturally yeah it's so true yeah but hopefully uh, the industry is definitely changing I mean female DJs I mean I'm here in Hong Kong because of uh, Will Smith who has a collective called The Books mm -hmm. and he literally just has a collective of female DJs working under him and he's flying them all around the world and just promoting that as like you know, female power and in a really positive light, and it, it's kind of cool to see like collectives like that that are only female DJ. Um, yeah, entities. that's what it's like going towards. Like all DJ who's female. Yeah, like, they've all been saying they have to like team together and like make a collective and like come as one, and that's like what it's going towards. Completely, yeah. This yeah. world's changing so fast. I mean, like DJs like Alice in Wonderland, Nina yeah. Kravis, the Black Madonna. She is amazing. You have to watch the Resident Advisor, um, Behind the Beats or Behind the Decks mm -hmm. documentary. It's so good. Oh yeah, it's so I'll good. Check it out. Check it out. Oh, Um, I was, I was, I was, did my mom, because mom was makeup, so she'd have catwalk shows, and I was like five, and I would do like little catwalk shows in like super, uh, not supermarkets, <laughs> down like the Asian aisle, and it's like, yeah. <laughs> my favourite aisle, by the way. I love fortune cookies. Is, is there oh. any fortune cookies around here we can get? I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, I don't think we have too much of it here. Damn it. Um, yeah, I, I was always doing modeling throughout my life. Just, you know when you, something happens and you don't really, you can't really go, oh, I started from this. Yeah. Just always did it with, from my mom. And then my mom actually didn't let me do modeling until I was 18. She's like, you're not going into any agency until you're 18. And I was, I hated her for, I was 16, 17, and just every day asking her, mom, I'm going to go into an agency? Screw you. But, but by the time I moved to Sydney at 18 after school, I did go visit an agency and then 
literally four, five months later, they flew me over to Shanghai. Um, I got flown to Shanghai for my first modeling contract. And to be really honest with you, when I saw like 15-year-old girls, you know, on shoots and uh, just the, the, the young girls that had also been flown over, and I can imagine myself being that age and doing the same thing. I was just, I was really disimpressed and, and I was, I genuinely felt worried because I just think it is a really twisted industry. It really yeah. is. It's great. It's amazing. There's some beautiful things in it. Mm-hmm. But um, when, when you're that young and you're that kind of, you're still like knowing who you are, you want to be accepted, you're trying to work out everything really. It's yeah. scary. And you can get, you know, twisted into stuff. And I think what I did see uh, being 19 out in overseas on a modern contract versus if I was 16, definitely the perspective was a bit skewed. And it was, yeah. it was actually more positive. Um, so I have a love-hate relationship with it. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, I just, again, like, I love to create and just, like, get crazy in front of the yeah. camera. And then in, like, Australia, now you're doing a lot of, like, modeling and DJing? Yeah, well, actually, I'm not signed with any modeling agency anymore. Mm-hmm. I've just done myself freelance, but my manager in New York, who's more my music manager, mm-hmm. he helps me with some modeling stuff, too. So, yeah, it's actually going really well. I just did a Liberated Heart campaign shoot. Oh, exactly. Yeah, it was amazing, and I've um, had a misguided interview earlier. Awesome. Yeah, right. <laughs> Bay's a misguided, right? Hey, Lauren's the babe of misguided. <laughs> um, yeah, so we'll see what we'll see where it goes. I mean, I'd love to work with oh I'd love to work with Gucci. I'd love to work with Machino. I'd love to work with like oh, Tom Ford, you know, like those big sick labels yeah. and just like do really cool collaborative music and fashion pieces, music, yeah, fashion film. Yeah. Do you don't think you'll sign with an agency again? Um, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just taking life as it comes. If, if it happens, it happens. Yeah. Yeah. So are your parents like supportive of like these pictures or like how did that come about? Um, no, they are definitely. They, <laughs> yeah. I mean, of course, like, I'm not gonna... <laughs> no, yeah, they are. They love it. They love it. I yeah. just, I try and make them proud, but I'm also at the point where I'm just like, okay, bye, I'm, 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 I'm moving out of home at the yeah. moment, so. But you always find that as like a form of like self-expression, like since you were young and just like yeah. in general, so it didn't like come as like something really like big to you, just kind of like how you are and stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's a big part of me. Um, photography, just art, just art. It's it's all comes under that one bracket. <laughs> so yeah, they are very supportive. But at the same time, I mean, they have their own lives, and I have my life, and and I, they don't, they never really gave me anything. If anything, they did give me was making me go and get it for myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. Uh-huh. Want a few nice things and come stream eight figures. Hey, okay, my phone all too much sauce. I'm dripping. I got a shake like nine nine that two thousand no limit. Nigga no limit. Mama said, "Will you?" Yeah. And now you have like a manager in New York, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Sam from yeah. um, 
H O S. Yeah. Yeah, he started a label. It's pretty cool. And he's like, you're planning to go to the states, or how's that? Yeah. So um, I am 100% going to the states. Bring it on, baby. <laughs> it should be by the end of the year. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. so exciting. Yeah. Have you always wanted to like, yeah. start off, like living in the States? Oh my god, yeah. I, I always, I just knew always I would never really be, I don't know, I don't say end up in Australia, but I'm, I, I'm, I'm just hatched from my cocoon. I need to go fly. <laughs> and I, really, I think America is a really good place for building that, but if I had to be really, if I had to be really like particular, I don't want to actually have a nest anywhere. Mm-hmm. I do want to fly around. I do want to have different places. So it'll be America, Tokyo, and Shanghai, and maybe Paris in the summer hollow. Oh, that sounds amazing. Yeah, yeah. Have you been to the US heat? Um, no, just like four times. Like to LA or? Yeah, LA, New York, um, and like a couple of cities in between. But it's actually, it's an amazing place. You've been there? Yeah, I, well, I, my dad's from New York. Oh so my I'm God. Like every summer. And then, <laughs> I think we lost him. Oh my god, look at these ducks. <laughs> yeah, I was there for like a year long. Like, yeah. How great, New York. Where yeah. in New York were you? I was living near like Upper West Side. Oh, yeah. dope, dope. I want to go to LA. <laughs> LA is cool. You, you feel like my photography style is like more like LA and type of models there and like clothes and like really want to shoot more there. Totally, totally. Yeah. Oh my god, you'd kill it there. <laughs> LA. Be there at the same time. <laughs> yeah. We'll meet up. Vlog round two coming up. <laughs> oh my god. So I have a I have a um I have a fetish. <laughs> the lemons. This is um this is my fetish. <laughs> I went, I, there's this tea place called Happy Lemon. You oh, know it? yeah, yeah. And we traveled like half an hour. Yeah, we, yeah. we traveled half an hour yesterday to go get a Happy Lemon. Oh, was it good? No, it was closed. Oh, no. And with my terrible, like, half broken voice, I'm like holding the door frames, like, why? <laughs> and I found a lemon. Uh, <laughs> I've left. <laughs> <laughs> so, what does um, true love mean to you? <laughs> <laughs> Lemon. <laughs> um, true love. Fuck. Probably, um, presence. Mm-hmm. Presence and whole, like wholeness is in presence. And when you're really there and you're really like with someone, with yourself, with the city, and you really like, oh my god, it's like that there is love and presence, I found. Yeah. Um, yeah. And last question, what do you want to be remembered for? <laughs> remembered for? Um, empowerment. Yeah. yeah. Perfect. Of you. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Anyway, thank, thank you, you for so watching. much. Bye. Thanks, Lauren. Bye. Bye.